it's it's got to be one of the hardest topics to talk about uh, as a preacher uh, because there's so much that goes into it and there's so much baggage and so much hurt and so much pain uh, that this makes this topic very very hard to talk about uh, it's not money a lot of preachers don't like talking about money I don't like talking about money but it's not money no it's it's forgiveness forgiveness is perhaps the hardest thing to preach about as a preacher mercy showing mercy to people who have hurt you is one of the hardest things to talk about it's it's so difficult because i'll have people come up to me and say sean you just don't know and you don't know how they hurt me you don't know the level of pain that i felt you don't know the level of heartache that i have you you weren't there when they betrayed my friendship you weren't there when they left me for another man or they left me for another woman. You weren't there when they gossiped about me or they lied about me. You weren't there when the church hurt me. And the level of hurt and the level of pain is so deep and it cut a wound so deep that just to this day is still open and I just can't forgive them. Forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness is hard. Sometimes it, it, we just feel like we can't. And sometimes we don't want to. If we're perfectly honest, we just don't want to. We want to hold on to that hurt. We want to hold on to that pain. Because it, it feels powerful. I've got something on her. I've got something on him. And I'm going to hold on to that. I'm here to tell you, holding on to the pain for one, one more day doesn't make it go away. Holding on to the hurt and holding on to the pain for one more day doesn't make it go away. And you won't feel better until you hear a message like this and apply it to your life. Today we're going to continue on in our series that we started at the beginning of June called Hashtag Blessed. And this series is all about the Beatitudes. Now, if you're not sure what a Beatitude is, a, a Beatitude is simply a blessing that Jesus pronounced uh, in the Gospels. And uh, there are nine of them at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is Jesus' longest recorded sermon that he preached in the Gospels. Uh, it's found in the Gospel of Matthew. It's five, three chapters long, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Um, and in this Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus talks about what it means to put our faith into action and what it means to live out our faith in very practical ways. And, and so he begins the Sermon on the Mount with nine blessings. And we are taking a, a week, a blessing a week uh, throughout the, the beginning of summer. So we start at the beginning of June uh, with the very first blessing uh, where Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. So Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. And, and what that means is when we realize just how spiritually bankrupt we are and how spiritually poor we are, we are on the right track to heaven. Now, I, I told you last week to kind of think of these beatitudes, these blessings, as a staircase. It's kind of like a stair step toward a, a different mindset, a, a mindset of the things of God and not the things of this world, a, a kingdom mindset, a kingdom of God mindset, if you will. And so we talked about 
um, how these are stair steps that get us closer to the right track to heaven. And the first stair step is to realize that you are spiritually broken and spiritually bankrupt. And then we talked about how blessed are those who mourn. And, and when we mourn over our sinful spiritual condition, we are blessed. So blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn. Now, when it comes to mourning, it's not just being sad and crying. Uh, we are mourning over our sinful spiritual condition. And the promise that God made is that when we mourn, we will be comforted. So, blessed are the poor in spirit. Uh, blessed are those who mourn. Uh, the third one, uh, blessed are the meek. And, and so when Jesus said, blessed are the meek, he's talking about how uh, blessed are those who, are, who deal with other people gently. That when we realize just how bad we are, when we mourn over our sinful condition, uh, we need to realize that God deals with us gently, and therefore we need to deal with other people gently. We need to be humble instead of proud. We need to be humble instead of arrogant. Uh, we need to uh, be more like Jesus, who was very meek and gentle. And that's how we deal with one another. So blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. And then last week we talked about blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And, and when we talked about that, we talked about how we need to hunger and thirst for the things of God. Hunger and thirst for the right things that God desires. We need to hunger and thirst for righteousness in our own personal lives. But we also need to hunger and thirst for righteousness on a societal level that we want the things that God wants for our world. Things like justice. Uh, to help people, uh, to help the, the poor and oppressed, uh, to uh, bring about the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. So God wants us to want the things that he wants. That righteousness uh, is doing the right things on a personal level and on a societal level. Uh, today we're going to talk about the fifth blessing that Jesus pronounces, and it's in Matthew chapter 5 verse 7. Um, if you brought your Bible, uh, you can hold it for just a second. We're going to put the words on the screen, but there's gonna, we're going to take this verse in two pieces, and then we're going to look at a parable that Jesus told that really highlights today's blessing. Uh, and I'll have you turn there in just a few moments. Uh, but for right now, uh, if you want to pull out your phone and use your app, your GFCC app, uh, if you haven't gotten the app yet, we highly encourage you to get the app. Uh, go to your app store on your phone, whether it's the iTunes store or the Google Play store, and search for GFCC, and you can download the app. You can follow along in the sermon uh, using your phone. Uh, you can follow along with the sermon notes uh, on the, the front page of the app. And there are blanks to fill in, and you can read the scripture passages. You can take notes in the app and look at them later on in the week uh, to remind yourself of, of this uh, amazing, amazing sermon. So... Um, I can say that now, but at the end of it, you're going to be like, nope, that was hard, and it, this is hard stuff. So uh, we're in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, and Jesus simply says here at the beginning of Matthew uh, 5, 7, blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the merciful. Now, I've told you on countless occasions, the New Testament was written in ancient, anybody? Greek. All right, the New Testament was written in ancient Greek. Uh, and I've been teaching you some Greek words along the way throughout this series, uh, and today is no different. Uh, there's actually one Greek word, uh, there's a base and then a, a, a derivative of it, and we're going to look at the derivative first. Uh, it's the word aleemon. It's the Greek word aleemon, and it literally means merciful. 
So the word aleaman means merciful or to show mercy. This word was used about Jesus in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. And this is what it says. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. And he's talking about Jesus. The author of Hebrews is talking about Jesus and how he is a merciful and faithful high priest. In other words, he is serving the Father on our behalf so that our sins uh, can be forgiven. And when Jesus went to the cross, he suffered and died on our behalf so that our sins could be forgiven. And he was the perfect human sacrifice who can take away all of our sins. He is merciful and faithful. Before we go any further, we need to define what mercy is. And mercy, a very simple definition of the word mercy, is not getting what you deserve. It's not getting what you deserve. I've told you before, we're all sinners. Every single one of us. Everybody in this room right now is a sinner. We all sin in different ways. Uh, your sin uh, may be pride or self-righteousness. Thinking, nope, I got it all together. I don't need God. I don't need... Uh, anything. I don't need a savior. I don't need Jesus. That's pride. Self-righteousness. I can do it on my own. Uh, I can save myself. You can't. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So it may be pride, maybe self-righteousness. Uh, it may be some kind of struggle with the sin of, uh, or an addiction, whether it's drugs, uh, food, or alcohol, some kind of addiction in your life that is separating you from God. Uh, it could be a, a sin that is sexual in nature. You, you lust after somebody. You're addicted to pornography. Uh, you're having an affair with someone, whether it's in your heart, in your mind, or in your body. Uh, there could be, that could be the kind of sin that you're struggling with. It could be your temper. Some of us, and I mean us, have a temper. and we lose our temper, we'll fly off the handle in, in a rage sometimes. And we just get so frustrated and angry. We say things that we, we really don't mean, but that are hurtful. And so we, we all struggle with sin in some way. I've told you before, we're all in the boat of sin, and we're all rowing with different oars. Your oar may not look like my oar, but your oar is sinful, my oar is sinful, and we're all rowing the same boat of sin. But Jesus is the one who can save us from our sins. Uh, and it is by God's grace that we are saved. It is a free gift that you can't earn, you can't buy, you can't be good enough for it, you can't put enough money in the offering plate for it, you can't attend enough church services for it. No, it is a free gift of God's grace that when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, by believing in Him and turning away from sin and, and repentance, confessing your faith, getting baptized, it, it is when we do that that God washes away our sin. And He forgives us from all unrighteousness. All of our sins, past, present, and future. He takes the oar from your hand and he throws it overboard. He takes you out of the sin boat and puts you in the heaven-bound boat. That's what Jesus does for us. And he does it by his mercy. Because we deserve, because of our sinfulness, we deserve death and hell. But Jesus promises us by his mercy forgiveness and heaven. Jesus promises us to take us to be with him forever. And I believe that God loves you so much that he wants to spend forever with you. And not only does he love you, but he likes you. 
You may not like yourself, and other people may not like you, but God is crazy about you. And he loves you, and he likes you, and he wants to spend forever with you. And because of the mercy of God, because of the mercy of Jesus, that is possible. So when it comes to this idea of where Jesus says, blessed are the merciful, it's blessed are those who are like him. Because Jesus is merciful, we need to be merciful. And when we are merciful, there's a promise that goes along with being merciful in the second half of Matthew 5, 7. And it it says very simply, uh, for they will be shown mercy. So blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Now, the Greek word for show mercy uh, is the word aleo. And uh, aleo is the derivative, is the the base word of aleemon, the word we learned earlier. And it means to have mercy on to help one afflicted or seeking aid, to help the afflicted, to bring help to the wretched, to experience mercy. So it can can mean to show mercy or to receive mercy. It's a great word. And so this word means not only to show mercy, but to receive mercy. And when we show mercy, we are promised to receive mercy. And Jesus illustrates this idea in Matthew chapter 18. So if you've got your Bible, turn to Matthew 18, and we're going we're gonna to look at this parable. It's a little lengthy, but it's one of my favorite stories Jesus told. Uh, and it's a story that he told about an unmerciful servant. This is a fantastic story that Jesus told. And so it's in Matthew 18, 21 through 35. We'll put the words on the screen as well. You can follow along in your app. We'll look at, we're going to take this in several little pieces, but uh, we're going to look at the verses 21 and 22. It says, Then Peter came to Jesus... And asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Now here's the thing. Back in Jesus' day, uh, the teachers, the Jewish teachers would tell you that you only needed to forgive somebody three times. And after that, nothing to do with them. You only needed to forgive, and especially it was premeditated. If they hurt you three times, if they premeditated, uh, committed premeditated sins against you, you only needed to forgive them three times. Anything more. And so Peter thinks he's being generous. He thinks he's being noble. Should I forgive them seven times? And Jesus says, ah, no, I'm telling you 77 times. In other words, stop keeping track. Stop keeping track. And to, sh- to illustrate this, he tells this story. Verses 23 through 27. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, or in uh, the original language, it was talents, 10,000 talents. We'll explain what that is in a second. Uh, 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. And I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. So it's 10,000 bags of gold, 10,000 talents. And to give you an idea of how much a talent was worth, um, a a talent was worth about, um, well, 10,000 talents was worth about a million days wages. Talk about no retirement plan. (laughs) A million days wages. In, in today's money, 10,000 bags of gold, 10,000 talents would be worth about $10 billion. So this man owes the king $10 
billion dollars in tribute. To let you know just how much money was in Israel, the entire nation of Israel at this time, it was about 600 talents worth of, of wealth. 600 talents. And this guy owes 10,000 talents. There's only 600 talents in the entire country. That's crazy. For example, uh, just to show you what it means in modern day, uh, there is the, the United States has about $11 billion in gold reserves. $11 billion. This man owed 17 times the total wealth of Israel to this king. 17 times. If you were to take the $11 billion in gold reserves that we have and multiply it by 17, that's $187 billion. It would be like if you got a tax bill on April 15th of 2020 that said you owed $187 billion. You might want to get a little more taken out of your check. I'm just saying. $187 billion. This man owes the king a lot of money. And what does he say? Be patient with me, and I will pay you back everything. Pfft, yeah, right. $187 or even $10 billion. Where are you going to come up with that kind of cash? And so the king says, we're going to sell you, your kids, your wife, your family, everything you own. We're going to sell it all to pay back the debt. Now, if you were sold into debtor's prison in those days, it was worth about one talent. 9,999 more of you need to be cloned in order to satisfy this debt. So this is a crazy amount of money. And so he begs, he begs the king for mercy. And the king is merciful and forgives the debt. Could you imagine your entire, you owe somebody $10 billion, they're like, ah, you know what? On second thought, forget about it. We're good. That's crazy. Nobody, if somebody owed you 20 bucks, you'd be like, I want my $20. This guy owes $10 billion. Well, Jesus continues on in this little story, verses 28 through 31. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, and these words sound familiar, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Somebody's always watching, by the way. And so this guy owes him 100 silver coins. It was called a denarius. And a denarius is worth one day's wages. So he owes him about 100 days' wages. If you make $200 a day, he owes him about $20,000. He owes him about 20000 bucks. Now, that's no chump change. If somebody owed you $20,000, you'd be like, where's my $20,000, let alone 20 bucks? And, and the man begs him for mercy, just as he just begged the king for mercy. And he's like, you know, be patient with me, and I'll, I'll pay you back. I'll pay it back. And, and, and he says, nope. And he has him thrown into debtor's prison until he could pay it back. The other servants saw what happened. They run back and tell the king. This is what happens. Verses 32 through 34. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. I don't know how much torture equals $10 billion. I don't want to find out. That's a lot of torture. That's a torture that never, ever ends. 
ever. And then Jesus lowers the boom. It would be great if the story ended there. Man, what a terrible sermon. That was just awful. I'm glad this doesn't apply to my life in any way. But then Jesus applies it to all of our lives. When he says in verse 35, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Wow. Lord, why? Why did you have to say that? There's a quote from a man named Marcus Garvey. It came from 1923, and this is what he said. If hell is what we are taught it is, then there will be more Christians there than days in all creation. Think about that for just a second. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And Jesus says, if you do not forgive the way you've been forgiven, there's no place in heaven for you. So let's get practical for just a minute. Okay, let's talk about what this means. It means you have been shown mercy. So show mercy to others. You've been shown mercy. Show mercy to others. To others. You have been forgiven. Forgive others. But but Sean, no, 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 no. No buts. Because you were the servant who owed the, the enormous debt. You were that servant. And when you came to Jesus and begged for mercy, God canceled your entire sin debt canceled the entire thing forgave all your sins past present and future you are forgiven the oar gone the boat gone you are forgiven and because you have been forgiven much because god has wiped out your 10 billion dollar debt of sin you need to be merciful to others you need to show mercy to others. But John, no. No buts. You need to forgive your spouse. You need to forgive your spouse for what they did to you. They may have betrayed you. They may have hurt you. They may have lied about you. Stabbed you in the back. Walked out on you. You need to forgive your spouse. You need to forgive your ex-spouse. Ooh, oh, wait a minute. That's the $10 billion debt right there. No, you need to forgive your ex-spouse. You need to forgive your children when they disobey you and when they hurt you, when they say mean things to you, as teenagers sometimes do. So I fear. He's not 13 yet. You need to forgive your siblings. You need to forgive your parents. I know that can be hard. I don't know because I have great parents. But maybe you didn't. And maybe your parents hurt you. And it really still hurts to this day. And you need to forgive them. You need to forgive your brothers and sisters in Christ. In the church. 
because in the church we sometimes hurt each other and sometimes people in the church gossip about other people in the church you never heard of that have you Sometimes in the church, people talk bad about one another. Sometimes people in the church lie about other people in the church. Sometimes people in the church let you down. And you need to forgive your brothers and sisters in Christ. Because like that first servant, you were forgiven much. And therefore, you need to forgive much. You had your debt canceled. Maybe it's time to cancel some, uh, somebody else's debt. Like I said, you can hold on to the pain. You can hold on to it. You can, you, it's not going to make it any better. It's just going to make you bitter. You can hold on to that hurt, but it's only going to feel better when you let it go. It's only going to feel better when you let it go. And it's hard. Oh, man, it's hard. I'm not going to stand here and tell you, ah, just let it go. Have a frozen moment. Let it go. It's not that easy. I know. I know it's hard to forgive. And I know it's hard to be merciful. Jesus is merciful. Be like Jesus. That's my encouragement for you today. Jesus is merciful. Be like Jesus. And when we're like Jesus, when we look more like him in the way that we forgive other people, and when we're like Jesus in the way that we show mercy to other people, we receive mercy. The more mercy we show, the more mercy we receive. The more forgiveness we give, the more forgiveness we receive. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And mercy is what we need desperately we're all bound for hell but because of mercy Jesus took our punishment Jesus took the nails that we deserve he took the cross that we deserve the beating that we deserve Jesus took it all and he paid it all and now we have the hope of eternal life with him so let's do that let's be merciful and let's show mercy to people who don't deserve it because we were people who didn't deserve it. And when we do that, when we are merciful like Jesus is merciful, and when we show mercy like Jesus has shown us mercy, we will truly be hashtag blessed.